Today's daf is daf mem dalid. We're holding at the bottom of mem gimel amid beis. We are four, uh, five lines from the bottom, I believe. Where are we holding here? Five, six, yeah, five lines from the bottom. Okay. Amr Rabbi Yitzchak, Amr Rabbi Yechanan, Mishum Rabbi Yaakov. So we're bringing down, these are different rabbinical stringencies that uh, were made. I believe it's the same to Chachamim in, the, in the, the few cases which connects the two. But we have a situation here where, let's say a woman had been married before and she brings into the new marriage a daughter, which is like a stepdaughter to the father, and he has sons. So technically there is no blood relationship between his do- her daughter and his sons. So but the problem is that since they grew up in the same household, there's a Maris Ein component here, that if one of the boys marry the girl, people will, it looks like a brother's marrying a sister. So according to Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yaakov, Chugrisa is a still means a stepdaughter, Hagdeila Bena Achim, who's raised amongst the brothers, She's not allowed to marry the brothers. Because she looks like she is their sister. The one says, But the Emma says that that was not a takana that, was, that took hold. Why? Because Because this is public knowledge. People know when a man gets married to a woman and she had a son. and he had a, People understand the dynamics and they're not going to be chosheh that it's a brother marrying a sister. Because it becomes, with something's public knowledge, there's no problem of Maris Ein. Amar Rabbi Yitzchak, Amar Rabbi Yechem, Mishim, Velozben, Yaakov. All right? Now, let me just uh, explain this one outside, and we'll see it inside. There is a din of Leket Shecha Peya. Leket Shecha Peya are three matnas aniyim uh, that the farmer has to leave for the aniyim. What's unique about these three is he doesn't designate which ani it goes to. He has to leave it. Which means like this, that let's say he has, he's, he's gathering in his, sto- his stalks of, of grain and it falls to the ground, depending on the size and the number, he has to leave it there. That's leket. Shechacha is, he, he, it was in the field and was gathering it in and he, and he forgot it there. He has to leave it. He can't go back and get it. And Peyaz, he has to leave a corner of the field. Now, the halacha is, based on psukim, is that leket shechacha and peya are potter in trumas and mysis. So when the Ani takes it, there's no, he doesn't have to pay taxes on it. There's no Trumas and Mises on it. Now, the point in when, even for the farmer, when something becomes Chayv and Trumas and Mises, is when he makes it into a pile. When you make it into a pile, you're Chayv and Trumas and Mises. So, with the, with the interesting Takana over here, there's a, an interesting, uh, it's also like a Maris Ein issue, that let's say the, fa- the, the, the Ani goes into a field and he takes a little bit like it here, look at a chicken there, and he makes a pile of it. Now, the person who's looking into the field, he sees that somebody is making a pile. He doesn't realize that really that is made up of matnas aniyim. So in that case, if the ani makes a pile of the stuff that he's collecting on the field, he has to give midrabonon, uh, he has to give trumas and maestres because of the maris ein component that people aren't going to realize that the pile that he made is really made up of matnas aniyim. All right? So let's see it inside. So Rebbe Lezben Yaakov, that he made them into this pile, right? Hukba'u l'maiser. That establishes it for maiser, midrabonon. 
Amr Ula, lo Amr Nelevesada. He said, that's true in a field. Because in a field, people don't get to see how things are accumulated. It's like a big field. And you come across an Oni, and he's got a big pile of stuff. People aren't going to realize that he took a little bit from here, a little bit from there. They're going to think that that is the grain of the field that requires Trumas and Maestras. He says, but, about the ear, but let's say in his backyard, the Ani's been bringing things into his courtyard and piling up. People realize they see it coming in and out. They see him bringing it in. There's no concern that if they find the pile of grain in his backyard, they're going to think, oh, that's Trumas and Maestras. They're going to realize that that's just the accumulation of his matnas aniyim, and there is no need for a takana that you have to take trumas and misers from that pile. All right, kala isle, it's public knowledge, the mills are for this matter, and there's no need for trumas and misers if the pile's made in this city. All right, next. Now, I'm going to learn this the way Rashi learns this. The, the, the way Rashi learns, it's really a machlokas tanoyim, Rashi picks on one opinion, but there is a klez royim, there's a kalayim that makes a vineyard with certain types of plants, all right? So Raji learns that midday raisa, this opinion holds, it's only usur with uh, two, uh, it's called canvas veluf. Canvas veluf is, I believe it's, it's hemp. Hemp is like marijuana. But it's, it's hemp and luf, um, I think it's beans. So it's canvas, it's hemp and beans, are the only derisive prohibition of Kalei to mix with a vineyard. Everything else is only a din throughout Bonner. Now, I'm not talking about, uh, I'm not talking about grain. I'm talking about seeds. Grain, there's other Isuri with grain, of grain, that's Isakilayim, the Ikrakilayim. But we're talking about with seeds, it's only from these two plants. Exactly what the reason is, and not for you learn Kalei you get into it. But all the other things were only Durabonon. They also mixed Durabonon. Therefore, since it's only made Durabonon, if the vineyard is not a significant vineyard, doesn't have a din of a significant vineyard, that the Durabonon did not establish the prohibition of the Kaleis Royam in that scenario. And therefore, let's say you have a young vineyard where the vines are no more than a tefach off the ground, that's considered to be an insignificant vineyard. And therefore, even if some other seeds gets intermingled among the vine, as long as, as, long as it's not canvas aloof, there was no takana established. However, what the Gemara's caveat to that is, it's only if it's the vineyard like of, a, of a sparse vineyard, like the two, two, and the one. Remember, you had two, two, and one. Like, uh, that's when it's considered insignificant. But if you have a full-fledged vineyard, right, with a, Hundreds of, of, of vines, even if it doesn't go more than a tefach of the ground, the, the sheer number of vines within the vineyard make it significant, and then the takonadra, the dindra bonra of Kalai's royim, even by all's royim, will apply in that particular vineyard. That's the point that's being made here. So let's see it inside. Yolda means a young vine. That's less than a tefach off the ground. The word mekadeshes over here is used in an interesting way. It's used the way it's used in the Torah. It doesn't make it prohibited. It's like, I don't think it's kodesh. It's like it's off limits. It doesn't make it disqualified or disqualified that you can't use it of the, the, the seeds because it's not a significant vine and therefore they did not make the ban. That's only if it's the minimum type of vineyard, two, two, and one. 
with the one coming out of the tail. But if you have a vast vineyard, then even if it's not more than a tefak of the ground, nevertheless, Magdish, it does disqualify and make prohibited the mixture between the vine and the zroyim because it, by in sheer number it's considered to be significant even if it's not a tefach of the ground. Also an dinder We know that in order to become tame mace, right, so you either need ohel, which is the, one of the most severe ones, or you have maga, you have masa, but just standing uh, less than four uh, uh, amos from a mace, that doesn't necessarily mean the raisa, that doesn't make your tummy if you're not with an overhand, right? Chachomim came along and made a tumid de Rabbonon for somebody that gets within four amos of a mace. Why? Because they were afraid if you let a person get any closer than four amos of a mace, what's going to happen? He might inadvertently step over it, not realize, and therefore they made like a boundary. Four arms around, that makes you a tumor de rabbonon. You come in touch with, contact with a mace. So mace type is arba amas lutumah. Now, the Gemara brings a raya. Tana tunno, we have a, uh, I believe this is a, is it a Mishnah there in Allah's? Yeah, a Mishnah that supports this notion. Well, let me tell you outside what the proof is going to be, and then we'll read it inside. We've learned before, we're going to learn in Baba Basra again, is that the way they used to bury their mason back in the Zman of the Mishnah is they used to have these tombs, these like caves, and they're into the walls. There's like a mausoleum with, with tombs. They used to slide the body into these tombs. Now, they had a set, a set way of, of, of doing, but uh, of, of making these tombs. And also, what they used to have is a courtyard, a chutzer, that separated the caves. So you had a courtyard, and you go from courtyard into tomb A, tomb B, tomb C, tomb D, you can go into it. Now, the courtyard, we're going to see that if it had access into the courtyard, that you didn't have to step over a tomb or a cave, technically you did not become Tomei by accessing the courtyard. As long as the courtyard is considered to be a separate defined entity, that a person will recognize, I have to stay within the courtyard and not go into the, uh, come o- even step, o- uh, put my arm over one of the caves or my leg over one of the caves. He says, he technically, Torah would, would, would stay Tahor. Now what the, what the, uh, what the, the, uh, the Mora is going to say, and, 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 and it's going to point out, is that this din, this din was said as long as the courtyard has independence, like it's clear demarcation between the courtyard and the cave, so we did not say the person would automatically become Tomei, right? However, if there was no boundaries or no mechitzos, then the person would become Tomei. Why is it Tomei? He didn't, because that would be the Tumadura Bonon, because as long as you're within four Amis of a, of a maze, you'd become Tommy. So it's, it's a special dispensation that not to make the Takana if it's a clear, there's clear boundaries. But when there's no clear boundaries, the Takana's in place. That's the proof we're trying to bring. So let's see it inside. The Tana Tuna, we have a support from the following Mishnah. Chotzer, Hakever, you have a courtyard of, from, from, from those, these, these tombs of where the, the bodies are buried. So Omer Besoch, if somebody stands only in the courtyard, Tahor, he still remains Tahor. 
That's the Rebbe Shalom. It's Rabbi say to create a, a sense of independence uh, from the, the, the tombs. The courtyard itself has to be four Amas by four Amas. Beis Hill Omer doesn't have to be that big. He says, even Arba Tvachim. Could even be four Tvachim by four Tvachim. That is still enough to say what? That the person standing in the courtyard will remain Tahar. Now, <coughs> what the, 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 uh, the mission is going to continue, I believe it's a continuation of the mission, the Bamed Varmamurim, is that the accessibility, how do you get into this courtyard, plays a role. Now, the, the way it's actually written, the more is going to question doesn't make sense. Because there's two ways you can access. You can either have an entrance on the side that you can walk down into the courtyard without having to come into contact with a grave from the side. Or if you don't have an entrance, so then you have to step over the... Like over, over, over into, the, into the courtyard. Now, which one constitutes a greater chance of becoming Tomei? An entrance from an entrance to the side or stepping over? Stepping over. Stepping over. Is a greater problem or less of a problem? It's a greater problem. Because since you don't have a clear-cut way to go in, it's very possible that when you step over, you have to hoist yourself up and over, you're going to put your arm or your leg over one of the tombs. Now, the, the way the, we, the, way the uh, Mishnah writes it is the other way around. We're going to say it's a mistake. We have to re-edit it. But let's see it inside. When do you remain tahar? Okay. Even if it's Fort Vachim, by Fort Vachim, according to Beis Hillel, is Shepichsa Pischa Milamala, where the entrance is over the top. It means when you have to climb over the top to get in. But when you've got an entrance from the side, everyone agrees it has to be at least four Amis wide in order to remain Tahor. What direction are you going in? Meaning, it's exactly the opposite. If you have a, a clear-cut entrance on the side, then you should be okay according to base Hillel if it's four Tvachim by four Tvachim. When you have to climb over the top, that's where everybody should agree you need to have a clear open area of four Amis in order to ensure that you don't become Tomei. So it's just like this. Adarab, Minatsad, Midrid, Venafik. You have a place to go down, you have a place to go up without coming into contact with the tombs. Milamala, but if you have to climb over the top, the chances are it's, it's going to be to avoid having you throwing your arm or your leg over one of the tombs when you have to climb up and it's a very small area, that's where there's a greater chance of becoming Tomei. It's almost impossible not to become Tomei. So Ella Moore says, you're right. The way it has to read is as follows. When do Beis Hillel say you don't need four Amas? It could even be when you have a clear-cut entrance to come in from the side so you don't have to go over the top. When you have to climb in over the top, then even Beis Hillel will agree to Beis Shammai that in order to ensure that the person stepping into the courtyard remains tall, it has to be Arba Amos. Now this is the whole, the whole clincher. Why are you tar in this area? Hanimili chotzer akever because it's a chotzer akever. The mesayma mechitzto because it's a clear independent area. There's partitions between the courtyard and the tombs. Aval meis ba'alma. But if you're just within four amas of a mace, then it's not a clear separate separate area. And there, what's the halacha? Toughest. It's Tophas, the Dalit Amas, and you become Tome. That's why if a, if a Kaim wants to go to the base of Kvaris, there is a, you have to find an area that's four Amas away. What if it be four Amas away? No, because four Amas is Tophas. Therefore, it has to be at least four Amas away from the... Yeah. Rabbi,
Bible? Yeah. Correct. Some of those are underground, so the question is it too much oh once you walk into that home facility. Yeah, probably probably in the facility itself it's oh hell for sure. The cave is oh Yeah. Okay. So All right. really okay, good. Mia Isha Sha'aras Isha. So we had there was two categories of people mentioned in the Psukim. There were those that had already initiated, started a process, but not completed the process. So they actually went to the battlefront, were sent back to the rear guard, but they still were involved in the war effort. And then there were those that had not yet, I'm sorry, that had completed the process, but had not yet had a year. It was little Shana Rishona. They had not yet had a full year. So there, they did not even have to join the, the, the army at all. Then they did not even have to uh, part, uh, be part of the, the war ethic, right? That was the, the two categories. So Tan Rabbana with Ish Asher Aras Isha. So someone that engaged, got engaged, well, he didn't engage, it doesn't mean engaged, but he had the first step of marriage. He just did not consummate the marriage. So, we said that it doesn't matter. She could be a, a woman that never got married before. She could even be an almona. And she could even be a shomeris yavam. That's a tremendous chiddush. Because that means he hasn't consummated it, but she's a yavama. Nevertheless, uh, and five brothers, one of them died without children. Now four of them have the Zika. All four of them fall into the category of the Shomeris Yavam, that they te- potentially could be their wife. They leave the front lines of the battle. Now, it says, The Pazak doesn't actually say, The Pazak says, He did not take her, he did not consummate that marriage with her. Right? It, 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 it individualized it. It says, with a mapeke, he did not take her, right? So it's an exclusion, right? Means in this case, we did not take her, so then he leaves from the front lines. But there's another, exa- there's another case, even though he hadn't consummated, where he would not get the right to leave the front lines. Where is that? So, so in these three or four different types of relationship where even though their marriage is binding, but nevertheless, in such a case where uh, we're not going to send you from the front lines so that you can go and consummate a relationship that is prohibited for you to be with uh, from the Torah. So therefore, in such a case, you don't go back. For, to consummate the relationship if you had Aresim. That's what's being excluded. Now, the Gemara points out... What's wrong is wrong? No. When Godel went to battle? You have to come up with a, a scenario. All right? We have to figure out how to do that. But anyway, so the Gemara says like this, that the... Uh, the, 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 the um, uh, we learned yesterday, then we're going to see it again today in the Mishnah, that there is a sheet of Yossi Aglili, and he learns uh, 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 that when the, when the pasuk says that anyone is rach levav, that he is weak of heart, he needs to return. It doesn't mean weak of heart that physically or emotionally he's not able to take the situation. It means that he's afraid of averus that he's done. Somebody's afraid that someone's done averus. 
should not be at the battle front. Now ask the Gemara like this, is that what are you telling me? That somebody who's engaged in these relationships doesn't go back. According to he should be going back anyway. Why should he be going back anyway? He should fall into the category of Rach Levav. So you, he, it's true he might not go back because we don't want him consummating the, the relationship, but he should not be fighting because he is a Balavera. That's what the, the Gemara is asking. So are we telling me, are you telling me that this must be going like Rabbi Yaki? We'll see. Let Rabbi Yaki Dear Rabbi Yaki Somebody's afraid, not physically or emotionally. Someone afraid of the Averis that he's done. Mar says, no. What he's going to say is that actually there is a machlokus in Kedushin that when we say that a Kohen Gadol Almona, Grusha Chalutza Kohen Edyad, all those, uh, those, those prohibitions, when, at what point are you violating that you can get Malchus? So one Shita is as soon as you do Kedushin. You do Kedushin. Rabba's Shita over there is that the actual act of Kedushin, you haven't done the Avera yet. It's only by Nasu when you have the Bia. It's the act of Bia that does the violation, which therefore comes out of Yosek Lili, it could be the Tana of the Mishnah too, because these guys haven't done Averas yet. So we would let them fight. The only reason we, don't let, we wouldn't let them fight is if they did Averasin, they should go back, and we don't let them go back and consummate. I, they're Balavera. They're not a Balavera. Why aren't they Balavera? Because they have not yet done, had the Bia yet. That could be, so it could go like Yosek Lili too. It could be going basically and I go like the sheet of Rabba. What did Rabba say? I'm a Rabba. A person is not chayev in these prohibited relations by the kedushin alone. It has to be the bia. Ma tam. What's the reasoning for Rabba? Because the pasuk says lo yikach lo yechalal. It says you're not allowed to marry them, so you should not desecrate your offspring. Now the only way you can be desecrating an offspring is desecrating your offspring is if what? If you have children, in order to have children, you have to have Bia. So therefore, why is there a lo yikach? It's because of the shom lo yichalal. So mishomachi and eloike ad sheyibol. Therefore, you cannot give a malchus until there actually is Bia. Let's go right to, this is the non-PC Gemara over here. All right, what does it say? Taner Abonam. Pazik says like this, what are the three major uh, considerations whether it causes agmas nefesh, that a person hasn't fulfilled an aspect of what is important in terms of completion in his life. So it says, Asher Bono, that he's only built the house but not yet got to inaugurated. Asher Nata, that he has planted a vineyard but not yet redeemed. And we're going to see the Rambam, the way the Gemara explains it based on here, that's like Parnassa. Those days was agricultural. It means he started the business but he has not yet seen the fruits of his business. And Asher Aras, he married a woman, but he's not yet consummated that marriage. So Lim the Torah Derech Eretz. Torah says, this is the way people have to live their lives. Sheyivne Anam Bayis, first build yourself a house. Yitak Karem, and plant the vineyard so you have the potential for Parnosa. And only Agarkach Yisa Isha. Now you're ready to marry the woman, all right? We do it exactly the opposite, right? And Shloma, in his great wisdom, said, prepare outside your work. We'll see exactly what, what, what these things. Prepare your, your, your work outside. And prepare in the field that is yours. Then you build up your household. 
What do these three things mean? Hachem b'chutz b'lachtecho, zebayis. Prepare outside, outside, have a place outside that you can move to, that you can live in, that you may build your house. Adab asadeh loch, and prepare in the field for yourself, cultivate the field. Zekerem, that's your parnasa. Have yourself a kerem ready to go. Then you build up your household. What does it mean building up your household, the true household, the person? Zuisha, that is his wife. When you have things in place, then you're ready to get married. Dover Acher, another explanation. It's all about a person's, how he should study his Torah. Why each clause refers to certain aspects of Torah? That's something you can think about. But Hachem Bachut Melach Techa Zumikro, that's learn Hamishachum Shetayra. That's Tarish Bixav. Adab Zadalach Zeh Mishnah, that's Tarish Bapeh. Acher Ubanisa Beisecho, that's the analysis of the Mishnah, which is Gemara. Dover Acher, Hachem Bachut Melach Techa Zumikro Mishnah. That refers to both Mikra and Mishnah which are the basic uh, tools uh, the, 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 the raw material that you need. Prepare, then, uh, then, then prepare your field. That's the analysis working the field. Now you're ready. You've sensitized yourself to the point that now you can go ahead and do Maisim Tovim the way you're supposed to do it. That's referring to all Mikramishna and Gomorrah, all aspects of learning. And you prepare the field for yourself. Zoom Eisen Now you're ready for Eisen Tovim. Once you've been a, sensitized yourself, A, through the Torah, and through Maisim Tovim, now you can become to Darshan. Now you can find your own Chalik in the Torah. Get your own, use those tools to, 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 to Darshan and expand on Torah with those abilities. What's very interesting is you see part of that is the sensitivity that's required is not only being mastery in the actual theory of the Limud, but you also need the Maisim Toivim to create that sensitivity, and then you're ready to go ahead. Today, everybody starts darshaning right away, right? They don't have the Torah, they don't have the Maisim Toivim, but they, have, they want to be Doirish HaKabal Schar. Okay, right. We said somebody, uh, 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 the rest of them brought down the sheet of Yehuda, that if somebody uh, builds a house in the same place where it collapsed, meaning you went and rebuilt in the same foundations, rebuilt a house, that's not considered to be a Ba'is Chadosh, and you, that's not one of the people that are more But the Bryson teaches that even if you added one new row of bricks, to the uh, house that was there before, that already makes it like a bias chadash, and then you're able to return, even according to Shita of Yehuda. If you built a brick house in the area of Sharon, that's not considered enough to return. Why not? Because it was standard, you would have to rebuild it twice in seven years. The ground was very unstable, and every time they built a house, twice in seven years would collapse, which therefore means that we're saying you only go back if this is a permanent structure. But something that does not have permanence does not allow you to go back from the The following also do not leave. I'm sorry, the following do not even have to join the army. We said, right, that's the, 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 the second category where they've completed the process, they just haven't done the year. 
They don't even have to join for the war effort, right? They don't have to stay in the rear guard and prepare the food and the drink and fix the roads and stuff. So who is that? He did inaugurate it, but he hasn't been there for the full year. He married a woman, hasn't been there for a full year. He hasn't got, he's, he's, he already started redeeming the payrolls, but not get a full year out of it. The Pazuk says that he married a, a Isha Chadosha. Chadosha means new. I only know that it's a new woman that's objectively new, right? Absula, a woman that's never been married before. But Almona Grusha, what happens? She's an Almona or she's a Grusha. Minayin, how do you know that that too, you would not have to join the army? Talmud Loimar, Isha Mekomakam. It says Isha. Isha means it's your wife. So him came out the wise he used the word chadasha where it says because it's it's subjective not objectively it's new to him she might have been someone else's wife but it's new to him so but what is excluded you don't go back for because is not even new to him so he doesn't go out to the army. So maybe it means he doesn't go out to the army to fight. But maybe these categories still has to uh, supply with the f- food and water and have to fix the roads, like that first category. Maybe the second category has to do the same thing. Talmud Lama says, the Yovar Allah. Pazik says, Meaning, no, you cannot put any wartime responsibilities on this person. So that means he doesn't even go out for the rear guard, doesn't go out for the, for the food and the drink and the, and the thing. So, that you might think because of the second category that doesn't go out at all. How do you know? Maybe it also includes the first category. That's the first category. They didn't even start the process. So, maybe they too, the Yavra love, the Chol Dovar, are included. They don't have to do anything. Talmud Lamar, I love that this second category that punctuates on this person, I love. From the second category, they don't have to do anything, which implies that what the first category of people, the ones that didn't even start the process, they, although they don't fight at the front, but they are responsible for the rear guard, for the, so they've alav yatamavir, avatamavir alacherim, all right, but others have to do it. Now, the Gemara asks a very uh, uh, interesting question. The second category, it says, it says there seems to be a redundancy. It says, So now, is completely encompassing. So why do I have to say, There's no need for, So what do you need the first clause of, So ma'achar, it says, you're right, it's really love what I'm saying, love him. To tell me, if the person does go, he violates two low sases. Lo yavra love is the second one, but he also violates the first one of lo yetzei as well. Let's go to the next Mishnah. Zog the Mishnah. And then the Shaitrim uh, added uh, new information to the people. Right, it says, anyone is fearful should go back. So what does that mean? So Rabbi Kiva Omer, Hayorevarach Levav, Kamashmo, means it's not much, but Kamashmo, right? Anyone, Sheena Yachalamad, Bekisha Machama, Belira is Cherif Shalufa. Somebody who is that, you know, you might 
think you can handle something until you actually get to face it. So somebody's now standing at the the uh, front lines of the battle, and he sees the swords being drawn, and all of a sudden his knees go to wa- turn to water. That's what it's referring to. You go home. Rabbi Yaisi, Haglili Aimer, we mentioned this a few times already. That's talking about not a person who physically or emotionally becomes weak. It's somebody that is afraid of Averis that he's done in the past. There's an unbelievable thing here, tremendous insight. He says like this, why is it that you have not just... There's the, at, at the battlefront, they don't just send home people that if you are afraid of Averis, go back. You have all the people, you built a house, you know, all those categories are also announced there. That, because that allows the person who did Averis to go back as well. If the only ones would be going back with people who did Averis, we're afraid that a person, because he's embarrassed, he's not going to want to go. But this way, he can go with everybody else, and people will think the reason he's going back Oh, he must have just got married. Oh, he must have built a house. So to allow that, it's tremendous sensitivity. To allow that, that's why they were included in the, with the other categories as well. Now, Rabbi Yaisi Aglili basically said, if somebody's afraid of Avera, he should go back. Now, Rabbi Yaisi is a different fellow, right? Rabbi Yaisi is Rabbi Yaisi uh, 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 ben Chalafta. Rabbi Yaisi, Aymer, Almona l'kain gadol, the grusha chalutz l'kain hedyot, mamzeres and esin l'Yisrael, v'atzisrael l'mamzel nisin, harayuhu ayorech v'alav levav. These are people that actually consummated sekhort rab. These are people that are involved in Avera. They are the ones that should be going back. Now, what's the difference between Rabbi Yaisi and Rabbi Yaisi Aglili? Yes, yeah, Rabbi Yaisi identifies certain of the Averas. But the idea is the same. Because they did certain Averas, they should go back. Rabbi Yosef said, if you've done Averas, you should go back. So what exactly is the different thing more we'll discuss? Now, when the Shaitan finished their exhortations, the Pazuk says, they appointed two officers in the front of the troops. And the, the Gemara and, uh, adds, or the Mishnah adds, they also appointed sentries behind, at the back of the soldiers. So So the ones in front were to help anybody that stumbled, or anybody that is starting to lose it, to help pick them up. They were there to help support in the front. What do you have the ones in the back for? Kishilin of Acherim, the other ones, Acherim were behind them. Kishilin shall bars They had metal axes in their hands. Called Mavakish Lagzor. Anybody who wanted to desert, anybody who wanted to turn away and run. So, Harushuz Beyadel Kapech as Shokov. They had the right to chop off their legs. The Mephorshim explained is that because as we're going to see, that if you start running away, it doesn't just impact on you, but it impacts on the entire army. And that beginning of running, we're going to see, is the beginning of defeat, which means it's going to cost many people their lives, which means you have a din of a rodef. Since you have a din of a rodef, those soldiers in the back have a right to schmeiss the ones that are, try, are, are trying to depart or to run away. Now, the terminology is going to be explained. She says, nisa nefila. The beginning of fleeing is downfall. The one is going to say it really should be the other way around. The beginning of downfall is fleeing, not the other way, but we're going to see it. 
Shenemar and the Gemara brings a rise from in other places in Tanakh. The Nas Yisrael with Ne Plishtim, that the Bnei Yisrael started running away from the Plishtim, the Gamach Gefa Gedoyla Haisa. But Gefa over here doesn't mean like sickness, but there was a great slaughtering. That that beginning of fleeing resulted in a tremendous slaughtering of the Jewish troops. Ba'am. Well, the Halanom and above it also says, they ran away and therefore there were many many corpses so you see once you start running that's it now these categories the Torah sets forth that some can go some don't have to go some go and work in the rear guard right that's when you're dealing with a discretionary optional war we'll see what that means in a moment but when you're dealing with a mitzvah, a war that is a mitzvah, then everybody, all hands on deck. Now the simple reading is the chassan has to leave his chamber and the kala has to leave her chuppah. There's two pshatim over here, at least two pshatim, because the question is women don't normally fight, right? So one shot is that since the chassan has to leave the, his chamber, the woman's going to have to step out of a chuppah. Not that she goes to war, but it's ruining, even if it ruins her chuppah, he has to go. The other shot is, no, she goes, she doesn't have to fight at the front lines, but she has to be the uh, support staff. All right? They're going to be the nurses. She can do that. She can do that. Okay. Now, um, I'm a Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda says, He seems to be disagreeing. One's going to say, it's not really that much of a disagreement. But he says, no. When is a mitzvah to do the war, then you have these, dis- these uh, distinctions of the, some go back, some don't have to go. That's the But when you have an obligatory one, when you're going to watch, we have to see what's the difference in a chov and a mitzvah, we have to see them all. When it's an obligatory war, hakol yaitzin, afil chaz mechedra, chadorai, vekol mechuposa, like we said before. Now, exactly what the difference between Tanakhama and Yehudi is, we'll see. Now, let's go back to the So, the, the, the Chachamim distinguished between Rishus and Mitzvah, and he distinguished between Mitzvah and Chayva. We're going to have to see what those classifications are in the Gemara. Now, let's go back to the beginning. I told you you're going to have to explain it. Rabbi Akiva holds Yorvarach Levav means that it's a physical thing. The person's fallen apart. Go back. Rabbi Yosef Lee says, no, it's referring to Rach Levav is afraid of Abeiris. Comes along, that's Rabbi Yosef Lee. Comes along, Rabbi Yosef, he's talking about a person that was an Amonachan God He's also, that's the person that did Abeiris. He's saying that's what Rach Levav is. That's the so what's the difference between Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Yossi Haglili, right? So Moses says, my Ika ben Rabbi Yossi, the Rabbi Yossi Haglili. So Ika ben Ayu, Avera de Rabbonon. It's the Rabbonons. Meaning, according to Rabbi Yossi Haglili, he just says, it's as Mesyaram in Avera. Which level of Avera? He never said. He just said, Mesyaram in Avera, which means all Averas, even if the Averas are the Rabbonons. Rabbi Yossi specified So he was talking about specifically what type of Averis, specifically Averis which are Deiraisa. Averis Durabonon is not enough of a reason to let the person go back from Muhammad. Now the question that all Mephoshim deal with is, it's true, Grusha to a Kayan is a Deiraisa. But Chalutza, 
The Isra of Chalutza, a woman that's a Chalutza, that's only a Dindra Bonner, because it's a Xerah, because it looks like Grusha. So, so you tell me, that's the sheet that holds their eyes, so then why are you including the case of Chalitza? So there's two ways you can answer the question. The easiest way to do it, there is a Machlokas Tanoim, according to what brings down, that according to some, Chalitza is not just a Xerah, it's a Deraisa. So therefore, if you hold like the sheet of the Chalitza Deraisa, then it fits very good with what Rabbi saying. The other way to learn it, it's true, it's Durabonon, but it's a Durabonon that's based directly on a Deraisa. I mean, certain Durabonons, uh, this is directly, because it's similar to Grusha, they did it. So when he says Deraisa, it means Deraisas, or even Durabonons that are directly outgrows of a Deraisa, that would be included in the Sheet of Rabbi Yehuda. Let's go on. It means that they're married already, not that Erosin, because we said before. That will depend on Machlokas Rabbah and, and, and whoever argues with him all day. Kaman Azlo Hadasanyo, whose opinion is this? This is a huge sugya in Menachas. We're not going to get into all of it. I'll just touch on it over here. The following is Sat Ben Tfilo Litfilo. Somebody spoke between Tfilich Shal Rosh and Tfilich Shal Yad, right? Averi Biyado, that it's considered to be an Avera. And even for that, you go back from the front lines. So, so whose shita is that? Come on, it's going to like a Yosei that holds even the Rabbonus, because that's the Rabbonus. Now, we have a big machlokus here between Rashi and Rabbeinu Tam, which is actually machlokus in Sephardim and Ashkenazim, on how you put on your Shalyad and Shal Rosh. All right? The way Rashi explains it is that when you make your brocha, your first brocha, right? Al, al, the first brocha is... Lahaniach. You say Lahaniach, that really covers your Shel Rosh and it covers your Shel Yad. He says, only if you speak between them, you make the then you have to make the second bracha, uh, you have to make the second bracha. And therefore, what this is referring to, that a person spoke, the way Rashi learns it is, uh, uh, is that, that, that uh, look, look, if you take a look at the Tosh Shans over here, Sach ben Tfila Tfila, Avera Hibiyad, Averish Akuntus, Sach ben Anochas Tfilin Shalyad, Anochas Tfilin Shalrosh, he spoke between them, Avera Hibiyado, in Loi Chazar Ubirech. Means he learns it's, it's not the fact that you spoke, it's that you meant to put on the, you put on the Shal, shal uh, Rosh without making the second brocha. You're supposed to make another brocha, you didn't, that's the Avera. The Avera is not having made that second brocha, which is only an Isidura Bona, right? In Loi Chazar Ubirech. Right, that, and 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 uh, that's how he understands it. So, but comes out that Rashi Shita is that lechatchilo. You make a bracha, it seems. No, lechatchilo, you only make one bracha. You don't. The only time you need to make the second bracha if you spoke. But otherwise, it's the way. That's the way Svardim passed, and that's the way Lubavitch. Uh, that's the way. That's the minute. Now, Rabbeinu. That's only to be in deference to that shita. In deference to that shita. The Rabbeinu Tom learns, he learns that no, lechatchilo, you know, he's supposed to make uh, a brocha on a shalyad, or uh, on both, on, on both, right? And he brings a raya, because the one accounts, how do you have a hundred brochas each day? So it counts, one of them, you make a brocha on a shalyad, and you brocha on a shalyad. He says, you're not supposed to do it that way. Why would that be how to get to a hundred brochas each where, day. That's what Rabbeinu Tam's raya. Where is that mentioned? He brings that? down Rabbeinu Tam's. Uh, he says, "Lo nira Rabbeinu Tam." The perak haroe in the ninth perak of brocha. The kachashiv mei brochas the chayv on levarav b'chol yon kachashiv la'aniach tefillin v'al mitzvah tefillin. 
That's his right. So therefore, he learns that the Sach Bain Tvilat Tvilat is talking about. The fact is, is that uh, So therefore, he says like this, is that it's talking about that a person, if, if, uh, if a person, right, he has to learn a different shot of it. If, if you only have, if, then you have to make a two on the rush, and this guy doesn't do it, that's where the, uh, is like suck. Anyway, but anyway, there's very much locus, interesting about locus, yeah, Raja Jesus. Raja comes out the way, Minak Ashkenaz is, that's not the way to do it. But then the time is what we rely on. Let's go on. All right. Point is that this little Avera, is only the Rabbonon, it's going like a Yosiaglili. Mantan, Haradan, Rabbonon, Shama, Kol, Koronais, person heard the chauffeur blowing. At the, at the war front, Vehirtia, and he and he started trembling. Hagavas Krisim, he heard the clashing of the shields. Vehirtia, and he started trembling. he saw the flashes of the swords being unsheathed. Umayim al and he begins urinating. Right, the urine is dripping down his knees. Choyzer, that person is sent back. He's going to be bad for the. For the soldiers, for the uh, the, the uh, 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 and and he's sent back from the war, from the front. Come on, who's that going on? So Lema, that must be going to be Akiva, because he said Rach Levav is literally not the guy who does averus. So this seems to be going like Rabbi Akiva. Below Rabbi Yosei So Mordechai says Baha feel Rabbi Yosei Glili might it's not. Rabbi Yosei doesn't disagree that such a person should send back. He just said that's not included in Rach Levav. Rach Levav is somebody who's afraid of Averus. So why does that person get sent back? There's another boss who says he should not weaken uh, the hearts of others like his heart. That includes this type of guy. The Lord Rach Levav that's thrown out of person is afraid of Avera. This clause that says he should not weaken the resolve of the other soldiers and, and cause his, their hearts to melt like his is, that includes the guy that's urinating because he's afraid of the sword. Now, when they would finish, all right? So the, the, the term was that they had sentries behind to chop off the legs of anyone who wants to go AWOL. And it said because the beginning of uh, fleeing is downfall. Well, that's not right. Not the beginning of fleeing is downfall. It should be the beginning of downfall is caused by fleeing. Is it because the beginning of fleeing is downfall? It should say the beginning of downfall is when you flee. That's what it should say. You're right. Change the gear. That's what it actually means. That the beginning of downfall is when you begin to flee. Now, so we had here seemingly a machlokas. Rishus uh, once said that this is the, the laws are said for uh, Rishus, for discretionary optional wars, and mitzvah. And Rabbi says that the, the way to classify the categories are uh, mitzvah and chova. So I'm Rabbi Yochan, Rishus Rabbonon, Zui Mitzvah to Rabbi Yehuda, and Mitzvah Rabbonon, Hir Chova to Rabbi Yehuda. They're really not arguing, there's not really a great difference in their opinions. It's just that what the Chachamim called discretionary. Rabbi Yehuda refers to as a mitzvah, and what Rabbi and what the Chachamim hold is called a mitzvah. He refers to as a chova. Now we're going to see there is a nafkamina which we're going to have to apply. That if you call something a mitzvah, then there's a rule that applies. Osik be mitzvah, potter min a mitzvah. Engage one mitzvah, you don't have to do another one. But if you're referring to it as a rishus. 
right? Then you cannot use that activity to partner yourself from other mitzvahs, right? So there is a, they might be referring to the same thing, but the labels that they give does make a difference in terms of that clause of also the mitzvah, potum and a mitzvah. So I'm a rover. Bilchames Yeshua, that the conquest of Eretz Yisrael, that you had to go in, right? They didn't have a choice. That everybody would call a chayva. That we had to go in, the armies had to go in, and that, so that there's no, that that would refers as a chayva, and there's no distinction there between kalam, between a chassin, and that everybody calls chayva. There's no even argument on that. Bilchames based David, Lerbocha, we know David HaMelech, they made wars to expand the borders of Eretz Yisrael, right? So that also, Divrei Kol Rishus, everyone would refer to that as optional. So keep Ligi, so where do they argue? There were wars that were made because they were afraid there were too many in certain areas that might pose future danger to Klal Yisrael. So they went and did preemptive strikes to thin out those areas, so that's where they could be. How do you, how do you call, what do you call that? Keep Ligi, that they should not attack them in the future. Mar Karile Mitzvah, Rabbi Yehuda says, I call that a Melchemist Mitzvah. It's a preemptive strike, but it's for the protection of Klaeson. Mar Karile Chachamim say, that already we're not willing to call a Mitzvah, we call that a Rishus. Now, the same halachas are going to apply in terms of who goes back, who doesn't go back, etc. The difference is going to be nafkamino is la'osik b'mitzvah, potamina mitzvah. According to Yehudah, if you're calling it a mitzvah, then you say oisik mitzvah, potamina mitzvah. According to Chachamim, you don't say on that oisik mitzvah, potamina mitzvah, hadran lach meshuach mechamah, hadran lach meshuach mechamah, hadran lach meshuach mechamah.